2: Hi. hi, Hi! what's up everybody? Today is Monday, July 13th, 2015. This is episode 160 of the Hotbox. My name's Matt, of course, hotboxpodcast.com. Check it out. I've uh, got a couple great interviews coming up right now. 1st going to talk to Anthony Variano from Cycling for Sensible Drug Policy. He's going to go trek across Montana to uh, try and get some, some signatures going on. Anthony, how you doing, man?
1: Not too bad, Matt.
2: Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, I got to ask, you uh, are in one of the larger states, and when you say cycling, you're pedaling, pedal cycling, not on a motorcycle, right? Like, you're going... Correct.
1: Right. miles.
2: Very cool, very cool. And uh, you need 50,000 signatures to get this uh, on the ballot for the 2016 general election. Um,
1: I, I yeah. think it's actually around 48,800 uh, but we're going to go for 50,000 just to be safe because there'll be duplicates and people voting out of district.
2: Right. Always the plus or minus.
1: <laughs> exactly. fifty's yeah. is the safe number and, uh, that's the real hill to climb, <clears throat> uh, forgive the pun. Uh, but, uh, we'll be climbing through some of the most mountainous regions of this country and collecting signatures all over the state, um, I've added 378 new members to the Cycling for Sensible Drug Policy group on Facebook. Um, so everything's been going really well.
2: If you guys are watching live on the video, you can see the uh, Facebook group there, Cycling for Sensible Drug Policy. If you just search for it in the box, you'll find it. And we'll have links to it in the show notes dot hotboxpodcast.com. Um, I wanted to ask you, what made you decide that you were going to go for this? There's uh, a couple other... Initiatives potentially uh, going on the ballot uh, I got to be honest, I like yours out of the uh the other potential ones there, but like what was your drive? Why are you into this
1: well i was uh, I was down in Colorado uh, getting high, obviously enjoying uh, the legal weed down there, and uh, I had a dream that uh, I was riding my bicycle through Montana to make marijuana legal uh, so the next day, I started putting together a logo for Cycling Sensible Drug Policy. Um, I started thinking about the trip, uh, narrow down the districts that I wanted to visit. I did a bunch of research on what it's going to take to uh, get marijuana legal in the state of Montana, and uh, spoke to some people who had some experience trying this in the past. Uh, it seemed like Colorado had the best uh, template to offer when it came to writing a constitutional amendment to our uh, for our state, so... I basically used their amendment word for word and cited the uh, Montana code annotated uh, where necessary. And uh, I'm awaiting a letter back from the secretary of state of Montana, uh, who has a legislative uh, attorney who reviews all the amendments that are or the initiatives that are are brought forth and sends back revisions that need to be made. So we're, we're just getting started out here. There's a long ways to go.
2: Definitely. I I find that really interesting because it it seemed like it started out before Montana got its stuff restructured and almost repealed that these other states were looking at Montana as like, look at how you guys are doing this. And then, you know, now it's completely the opposite and we're looking to other states. Well, we, I live in Washington now, but I'm from Montana. So as soon as you re-legalize it, I'll be moving back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'd, we'd We'd be glad to have you back, Matt. Um, and hopefully it won't be too long before you can come back. I, I know a lot of people who have relocated uh, medical marijuana refugees that said uh, renewing under the new Montana policy that the, legislator, the legislature stole from us, which was a perfectly good working policy, and then uh, made it more difficult for cancer patients to uh, get their medicine. Um, you know, I would have moved to Colorado. I was about ready to move to Colorado, um, and I finally decided, you know what, I'm not going to let – uh, a bunch of politicians push me around in my own state. I'm going to come back and make it legal for everybody uh, who deserves it, and that's every Montana.
2: That's awesome. That's It's definitely good to have people that are still there and not being refugees, whether for employment or medical purposes, uh, fighting the good fight. I, I would like, and you definitely don't have to answer this, but I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on the amazing human being that is Mr. Steve Zabawa. He's also having a, a, a ballot possibly, <laughs> probably not, We're, probably not, but let's, you know.
1: <laughs> we need half as many signatures as I do, so, I mean, there's. Ugh. I think there's probably 25,000 people stupid enough to sign that petition. Um, <laughs> you know, that's not a lot of our population in the state. so, I mean, you know, and if he gets on the ballot, good for him. Uh, it, it. I just don't see him having a lot of success in a year, in a presidential election year, where the youth vote is going to come out and they're going to kick his butt. I mean, we got we're already outnumbering him two to one on the ballot with initiatives for marijuana uh, and against marijuana. So,
2: well, when he, I mean, I'm just reading some quotes out of a couple articles and he's like, look at Colorado. It's craziness. And I actually wrote recently an article on StuffstonersLike.com about what the sheriff of King County had to say as far as being the sheriff over a county, the largest county in Washington, as far as recreational weed sales go. And he's like, everything is great. Like, we have less problems now than we had. So whatever Mr. Zavoie is on about with this this cats and dogs mass hysteria madness he's basing this on is just, it's crazy. But well, he has maybe, followers.
1: Completely. He I has. had one person call in uh, while I was on a radio show in Missoula who said, uh, you know, uh, this marijuana is just going to turn an entire generation into zombies. All they're going to do is sit on their couch and... Uh, Eat Mountain or drink Mountain Dew and eat Doritos, and I wanted to say back to him, "Yeah, I'm just another guy sitting on a couch going 1,600 miles across the state to legalize something I care about." So yeah, that's I guess that make zombie.
2: I find people that use their children for uh, their political agendas to be just as hypocritical as Mr. Zabo and what he's doing. I mean, talk about making your kids zombies—they are pumped full of Ritalin. And other, I mean, if anything, that's what's doing it. And we have studies completely showing that that's not the case, that in these states that we've experimented on, the youth population, as far as marijuana usage, is not increasing. Mm hmm. So. And
1: violent crime isn't increasing either. It's, it's going increasing. down.
2: It's going down. And they're yeah. – yeah. So they're either going to have to find some new arguments or make up some new studies <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> but yeah, well, that's what you do well is make shit up, right? I yeah, mean, that, and that's when, what they've done. On it, they're, they're, their idea of science is whoever gives them the best answer that supports their claims for the best amount of money. I mean – you know finally you know i have people who are trying to argue with me who are citing you know document documentaries from the 1950s right i'm just like you know what none of that research is even valid in this argument you have nothing to say to me that is going to change my mind or sway my opinion Um, if you want to, if you want to have an argument based in fact, you're going to have to cite something within the last 20 years because it's, it's only recently that the federal government has even allowed, uh, you know, research into this plant and into industrial hemp and, um, it's about damn time.
2: Yeah. And I mean, they had, we, we've talked about, uh, Irvin Rosenfeld and one of, he's just one of many federal medical marijuana patients. So that right there, I mean, a long time ago, completely showed people that like, These are not based in reality. These are all lies, and they're just using it until they stall long enough to figure out a way to monetize this properly, which you can kind of see them doing. I mean, giving it to the liquor board. It's like, here, you guys enjoy these these tax revenues and profits.
0: Well,
1: that's why I wrote into the amendment that the, the funny the first forty million or so just has to go into the public school funds. That's awesome. Money. Definitely. And so all these and then all these people who are using their kids as oh I don't want my kid to grow up a zombie. Um well that's where the money's going. It's to your kids. So I think that that, you know, kinda kills that argument a little bit.
2: Yeah. And I mean the school systems, that's A great thing if you're going to pick something to help benefit you know they need it so bad the textbooks are so outdated and the teachers are so underpaid and that's kind of one of the more important jobs i would say like you you have to educate these kids otherwise you're going to have a bunch of steve zabawas running around completely (laughs) jumping irrational you know it's it's no good so you've totally gotten, you've gotten some pretty good coverage so far. You've been uh, getting people on radio and articles and like is this what you did for a living or what where where's your background at?
1: Uh, well, I'm a I've got a marketing degree, so I guess you could say it's kind of in my background. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, I'm as a reporter, you're kind of a natural, I don't know, public relations specialist for the community. Um, so I just I guess i'm just lucky to work for uh, a paper of Glendive Ranger Review with a staff that would be a lot, you know allow me to pursue something like this and still keep my job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and not be like you're it's one or the other because we yeah. will not have the integrity of our journalists compromised by a federally illegal plan you know
1: yeah yeah no they've been very supportive actually my managing editor was the one who uh, came up with the idea to start a goFundMe account uh, which is gofundme.com backslash gogonzo um, we've raised over two thousand dollars and we did that in about 48 hours a little over 48 hours.
2: That's awesome. That's very cool. And uh the GoFundMe people didn't have a problem because you it wasn't like focused on weed it was actually a political bill, right?
1: Um, well, it's actually to fund the, uh, signature gathering and the trip, the 1600 mile bike tour. Okay, I,
2: I just, I mentioned that cause I, I started one a long time ago when I first moved here to, uh, fund weed reviews, just like a hundred bucks here and there to see if they would do it. And it got taken down like the next day. They're like, you, you can't, you can't do this to actually buy weed. I was like, I'm in Washington and I'm like, <laughs> why not? You can't. You don't like it, but okay. I mean, I, I understand. It's probably a whole banking thing and yeah. and whatnot. Well, you're but. an
1: entrepreneur, Matt. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I try.
1: You know. I try. Hey, I'm trying to start the industrial hemp, uh, uh, you know, market in Montana, which I think could just flourish out here, but. Uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a slow battle, an uphill battle, uh, literally and figuratively.
2: Well that's part of the re-legalization. It's not just recreational, it's medical, recreational, and agricultural. Like you have all three and you can completely power a state, basically.
1: Uh well, we'd like to think so. The problem with weed when it comes to agriculture is it's a noxious weed and uh we have pretty high winds out here, so it could get itself mixed up in other crops and stuff like that, but You know that until you have an entrepreneur who's willing to try it, what the hell do we know? You know somebody's got to try it first.
2: Yep, and that's that's what's interesting about right now is there's so much possibility. Like we we are learning things every day about this plant that we've been smoking for like thousands of years, but because you know we've it's just been that right. It's just been this thing that we smoke and we try not to get caught with because if we do, then our lives are ruined by this system we've all validated. And
1: I'm one of those. I was uh, I was caught with. uh, pound a couple pounds and I got four years probation pretty much made me unemployable during my time while I was in uh, college so I worked yep. night jobs at grocery stores just trying to get by um of course uh, I made it through and you know now uh you know the, the state just basically made a drug warrior out of me um they they ticked me off to the point where I'm just not going to stop until no one ever has to go through what I went through
2: See, that's that's interesting. I think they did in in the fallout of all of this, like marijuana back and forth propaganda. Like they've made a lot of people pay more attention to politics than they normally would.
1: And man, it insatiated my my side of the, uh, you know, my supporters. They are just they are pissed. Oh, for sure. 50,000 signatures, which I don't think has ever been done in a state
2: it and that's. What I was going to ask you is do you think Montana's ready now for full legalization, re-legalization even after like what's been happening cuz you I feel like the people are there but the ones that have the money that are doing the actual lobbying are kind of on the other
1: side. You're exactly right there. Um but you know, I wasn't really convinced that the state was ready when I filed the uh, amendment language on July 6th. Right up until people started calling me at eight AM the next morning, saying, "Oh, you filed an amendment with the Secretary of State," I was like, "Oh God, here we go." <laughs> and uh, ever since those that, that that first day, I said, "This has got legs. I think this could actually happen." And so I'm, you know, I'm all in, and people know that, and I think they've gone it all in with me.
2: That's one of the things it seems like they need is like a unified voice somebody that is not greed driven that is not driven by ego or anything else like you and I know I know politics doesn't work this way but ideally you pick the leader that doesn't want to be the leader but just has good ideas and then eventually people follow that that person but obviously in politics you have to go and campaign and and door knock and all that fun stuff but Mm -hmm. I think Um, using I I
1: have no aspirations to be a politician whatsoever
2: (laughs) (laughs) You just want to get this thing in and let people vote on it again. I mean, not again. This is the first for the recreational. But, I mean, we've been voting on this every four years, it seems like, in one form or another.
1: In some state, yeah. I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, with how fast the the gay rights movement uh, has made uh, progress, I think uh, we can really kind of take a lot of things from that and use it to our advantage
2: what do you What do you say the main the main driving force of that is? Would you say it's the internet or just a bunch of different things?
1: boy, so far the internet, sir, sure has helped. Um, but you know what? it all wouldn't have happened had it not been for the just you know regular old TV news station. The regular old uh, Missoulian, you know, your newspapers, the the people who still have press validity. uh, You know, it wasn't the blogs this time around. And, you know, Cycling for Sensible Drug Policy group on Facebook's been up for eight, six months or so. I've been the only member right up until that day. And now we have 385 members. I got half of my donations coming in from out of state. What's that about?
2: Yeah, that's, that's all of us that have had to move out of state. That's
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> crazy. It, it's just been absolutely nuts.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's, I've been looking at the, uh, there's a site I was gonna put a link to. It's 502data.com, the numbers 502data.com. And what this is, is, uh, it shows you all of the numbers. And actually, if you're watching the video here, I'll show you a couple examples. But this shows you the numbers that, uh, Washington is bringing in as far as what counties, who's producing what. What's processing what, and then at the retail level. So it it is really interesting to see. And uh, let's see if we can get the the video thing to work here. There you go. So out of holy shit, right? And that's <laughs> that's just just Washington, just this uh, just this state right here. You know, hanging out. million. So, and I mean, yeah, cool. Okay. It's money. It's not always about the money. On top of a growth chart like this, and not just a growth chart like this. I mean, businesses and industry love to see growth charts like this, but an industry that is constantly like given shit by the government and raided and put in jail and even all that and all the loopholes to become a legal business member of, of what they're doing here. Like you still have that, you you still have that growth. And that's amazing to me that like, that that's happening.
1: That is absolutely uh, just astounding. (laughs) So
2: this could be your state. This could be my state. This could be all 50 States. If, uh, federally, you would just remove it from the schedule completely. Yeah. Well, uh, that's
1: something I kind of expected uh, to happen during Obama's administration, and I'm a little disappointed that it hasn't. Um, Some say
2: it'll happen on his very way out. That was something – we had a guy on the show a couple years ago, I want to say, and he was like, he can't do it now. He'll do it on the way out. I was like, huh, maybe. I don't think so, but maybe.
1: (laughs) It's really not up to him either. Right. Uh, The attorney general would reclassify marijuana as a schedule two.
2: Or just not schedule it at all. But of course if you you're not gonna do that. They're gonna still hold, especially after seeing, you know, such such large profit margins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You think so. You would think so.
2: And a lot of that, I mean it could go to schools, it could go to a lot of things. I mean, you could solve if you take that and then, like, all the money that goes into whatever private prison systems are running and constantly being filled with people that smoke Absolutely. this plant. Like, you could fund a lot of cool stuff and a lot of helpful stuff and not just like wars. Like, how what, about some rehab
1: facilities for people who abuse drugs instead of more jails to uh, put them in? And, yeah. You know, there's I'd like use as soon as they get out.
2: I'd like to see a couple of ibogaine clinics here and there yeah, in the states, or
1: you. Uh, you know, needle exchanges, even simple yeah, stuff. It's stuff makes, like that really that makes in Europe and in Canada, but we just can't seem to wrap our heads around it in America.
2: Yeah, well, we can. It's just they don't <laughs> want that to happen, which is a whole other problem. But that's cool. So, is there anything you want to like get out there? Like, are you you're not gonna pursue this further and, like, run for one of those unopposed uh, county seats or anything, are you?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I was actually thinking about running for the county commissioner, here locally, uh, and then I realized that I just hate every little inch and bit about it. So, um, and, you know, those guys are in office for, like, six years at a time, and I don't see myself sitting in any place for six years. I just, I move around too much. Uh, that's what the bike tour is about too you know it was kind of just a a way for me to meet like-minded people throughout the state that uh wanted this to happen and you know who knows if it doesn't happen in 2016 boy you know we're gonna have a pretty good network come 2020 or even 2018 during midterm election even if the youth vote doesn't come out so um you know i just wanted to get the you know the ball rolling here and uh uh you know, hopefully we'll uh, pick up some steam and uh, we'll get good news from the secretary of state here in the next few days. So
2: and then what are the other two? We already mentioned uh, Mr. Zabawaz that he just yeah. wants to basically model it after the federal law, which is it's completely schedule one illegal. Don't even think about it, which <laughs> I, I don't. Why do we have state and federal laws if you're going to be a dick and like do well, that and kind totally of It's
1: totally against everything the federal government has been doing lately. I yeah. mean the Senate Appropriations Committee just uh, voted to pass an industrial hemp uh, law that was presented by uh, John Tester um, out of Montana. And then the uh, they also voted to pass, uh, let's see, Veterans... Um, Veteran physicians, uh, the ability to prescribe veterans with medical marijuana, regardless of location, uh, as long as it's, I mean, as long as it's legal in that state. Uh, So, yeah, everything that, you know, that's totally against where the country's moving. Hell, when we passed the Medical Marijuana Act in Montana the first time, over 60% of people, I think, approved of it. Um, I think over 50% of our population now uh, thinks marijuana should be legal. So, yeah, he I mean, and then the other one is uh, to expand the medical marijuana law uh, and allow them to do some of the things that they were doing in the first medical marijuana act uh, and let them do those again, because they basically they've sucked the industry right out of that. And uh, that, that doesn't bode well for anybody.
2: No, and you, I don't, I'm I'm torn on this. I am a recreational user, but I completely see its medical benefits. But if it's going to be a medical thing, it needs to be held to higher standards than the recreational. Granted, recreational, you're ingesting something. It should be a high standard, but it shouldn't be like medical standard, you know. That stuff costs a lot of money to keep legit and... Clean and safe and all that So I, it, it definitely I mean it's possible, it's it's definitely are you doable but. The
1: FDA uh, start smoking weed And uh, putting a stamp on it <laughs> Yeah, you know,
2: that's that's kind of what I do Like yeah, here, yeah. get this one Don't get that one, this one's good <laughs> <laughs> But it'll. what do you think about uh, The last couple episodes We've been talking to Nathan Betts from Clarkston Washington and we were kind of trying to Contrast the two sides that like All you hear about a lot of is that, like, oh, things are great, and everyone that wants weed has weed in Washington and Colorado, and it's, it's like, perfect. And then here comes Nathan and Canna for Life, and they're in Washington, and they got their license, and they did what they needed to do that the city told them to do, and then all of a sudden the city's like, no, we can't, we're not doing that here. And now he doesn't have a job. And I kind of can see it's the same kind of, like, good old boy city council mentality that is all over oh Idaho and is all over Montana. And I feel like you're going to run into a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, are you you sound ready for it. Like, you totally sound – you know your stuff. You're educated. You're well-spoken. Like, you're going to hit them with it. It's good.
1: Well, I'm not going to let them push me around. I'll just say that. Um, for sure. But I'm also – you know, I also have to take into account that uh, – they're going to be really hard people to uh, persuade. Uh, one of the some of the best uh, advice I got I was uh, was at Washington D.C. at the Capitol with uh, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, and uh, I was going to meet with uh, some of the representatives of the state of Montana with regards to uh, medical marijuana. And uh, the the best thing that I was told when it comes to talking to these people is uh, you have to let them know that you're an expert on this information, and you have to realize that they are not an expert on this information. Um, So when people try to argue with me who, you know, haven't tried it or, you know, haven't done any research with regards to the the medicinal qualities of the drug, um, the plant, uh, what it can be used for, you know, making all your clothes, building houses, I mean, when when you come into people like that, you have to let them know and, you know, cite your sources and be very uh forthfront about what you know and what they don't know. And you also have to realize that they're people just like us. So if you can draw anything like uh, cancer, uh, if they have a, a friend that has cancer, or a family member that has cancer and you can persuade them that this drug will help them, that might be the way that you're going to get their vote. You know, um, another one is taxes, uh, you know, uh Republicans in Colorado, I believe, just uh, voted down a higher tax. It was actually supposed to be taxed at a higher rate. And The Republicans said, "Well, whoa, whoa, we can't tax it that high because, of course, Republicans aren't for taxes, <laughs> even though it's a sin tax.
2: No matter, you know? no matter what, it's taxing. And no matter
1: what, yeah. Then, so they actually lowered. The, they actually voted to lower the tax." On marijuana in Colorado, Uh, that was the conservative side doing something to help us out in this movement. So there is, you know, a link between the conservatives and liberals when it comes to, I think, just this topic. This topic, we can come together and actually do something good for this nation.
2: Yeah, it'll it'll definitely happen. I, I feel like a lot of educating has happened. And what really seemed to do the trick was basically... Being the opposite of what they were expecting, like the I I think the government was like, you guys can do this if you jump through all these hoops, because they're like these stoners, there's no way you're going to jump through these hoops and do it right. Like you're going to fail. And then when all of us did, and they were like, oh, shit, like we might, this might be a problem, you guys. Uh so it, go,
1: it all goes back to that guy who was trying to call us a generation of zombies, you know, a yeah, generation yeah. of zombies doesn't, you know, isn't an entrepreneur, doesn't start industries that, uh, you know, take advantage of tourists when they come into Colorado, give them a limousine full of pot and then drive them around all day. Um, you know, you don't have, those aren't zombies to me. People who are going to be, uh, rich in this industry are people like, uh, you and me or just regular Joe is just trying to help a brother out. And, uh, you know, I just don't think that the uh, as the the old timers, as you say, in the you know the county k- commissioners old boys school, uh, just they're not going to accept that, and they never will.
2: I I think I have that figured out too. What you need to basically do is get somebody dressed up as Jesus. You need to go in on a Sunday into church and be like, "Yo, I'm Jesus. You can clearly see that. Now listen to what the hell I'm telling you." And then tell them whatever you throw in some extra stuff, whatever you need, you know that's cool. And then uh, they'll 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 think about that. They need to be told from someone that they they can't come up with a rational argument to go against, you know, like Chuck Norris or something. They would never yeah. say, "Well, you're a liar, Chuck." You know, like they would never say that. They'd get Chuck kicked to the face, you know. I yeah, I, yeah. I think that's that's one way to do it. So.
1: That's, I think, you know, that's my biggest problem with this nation too is the, you know, religious, religious, uh, you know, side of the argument has as much bearing as our fact based science, uh, side of the argument. And, you know, that's, that comes with being an American, I guess. But, uh, you know, I just wish people could separate their, their church from, uh, science and, and realize that their, their arguments aren't getting anywhere. And eventually, you know, the right side always ends up winning. You know, give us some time. They, they have too, and look at all the states falling like dominoes in, in this country now. When it comes to you know medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, and I think we're going to continue to see it this year: California, Arizona, Nevada, and hopefully Montana.
2: Yeah. Well, and we have the truth. I mean, if if a bunch of people every time they smoked weed they went out and raped and murdered and then they got cancer and turned into zombies, like if that shit happened. I would not be smoking weed right now. I would find something way less harmful, like meth. But because, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, but because, like, you have all of this usage underground, even, and there's no, like, nobody's hurt. Nobody's, like, having these detrimental effects that they say. Well, so. Yeah. Yeah, we know we're right. Like, we know we're right. And then the science that we're allowed to test it with and do research on has validated that. And I, I don't like that. That should have been it. <laughs> like, okay, here it is. And now we're done. Let's move on to something
1: else. But yeah, it's not the way the world works, unfortunately. No, yeah,
2: <laughs> unfortunately when mom said you can be anything you want to be what she meant was you can be anything your student counselor recommends you to be and uh none of this stuff was there at that time so
1: it's a it's a wild new world we're getting ourselves into but you know what it's a better one i can i can say that and i can say it honestly um i can say honestly that uh while i was in colorado and washington i felt more comfortable more safe uh I never probably been happier in any place besides Colorado while I was down there. Um, And you know, and I I like to bring this up too, because when you go into those stores, it's not just 21 year old dope smoking, uh, dread, uh, dreaded up guys buying weed. It's, you know, it's 70 year old families. It's couples who've been together 50 years. It's, you know, uh, the baby boomer generation. It's everybody.
2: I have seen more first-time smokers in these shops that I do some work with here and asking questions and getting educated because now that it's legal, they're curious, you know? Like, well, interesting. What is this? And, yeah, it's it's really cool to see that it isn't just, like, some weird shady thing. Like, it is a legit store, and it's helped – like, that industry has helped this, these towns, these, like, old mill towns and, and factory towns that there's all this infrastructure there, but nothing's being done with it. And, like, you see a marijuana industry come in and set up gross and processing labs and, and retail shops. And, wow, look, people are moving here. Wow, look, we're running out of places to rent. Oh, weird. There's life here again. It's it's cool to see. I'm, like, witnessing it firsthand out here in in, in Washington. It's really cool to see.
1: That I would like to see that in Montana. Not maybe to the extent that Colorado has uh folks coming in because we are you know, we are our Montana's always gonna have a problem with uh Californians coming in and stealing our land kind of thing. I don't know why they say I know it. that
2: was that was me, but I got in before they, they were hating on it. like yeah. four years after I moved there, then everyone was hating on it. I was like, Yeah, I know stupid Californians Should go. Yeah, (laughs) they they all
1: saw a river runs through it and just had to come up to the (laughs) western part of Montana.
2: I don't know how my parents found Montana before all that. Like, we moved up there, I was in fifth grade. It was like early 90s, I feel like. And, like, yeah, I don't, it was just some random place.
1: (laughs) Well, it's uh, it's a beautiful place. Um, I think I'd much rather live here than uh, in Washington, given the, the weather, just the number of days of sunlight we get. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was almost ready to move to Colorado too, is they've got great weather. They've got great mountains, uh, great skiing and great weed.
2: Definitely a lot uh, similar. I lived in Denver for a while and I, I definitely liked it there, but Montana is always home Northwest Kalispell. <laughs> that's,
1: that's what it all came down to. I had to do something for my home state. Um, and I, you know, I, I, for the first time, I really think that, uh, this is possible. Um. Not even joking. I know if we got it on the on the ballot, it would pass. But uh, you know the real and this is the big problem with you know amending the state constitution is it's just they make it almost impossible for you to do it. Um, Fifty thousand signatures just to get on the ballot is insane, just absolutely insane. Well, in a po- uh,
2: in that population density, yeah.
1: Yeah, I. It, well, it's not just the population density. You know, it's the space in between districts. You know? Right? Yeah, you that's one districts where you're not going to get a signal, uh, single signature. Probably three or four at times before you get to one that you are. Yeah. So, and I think that's what you know the marijuana policy project foresaw as a problem in signature gra- uh, gathering. They, you know, apparently they had like seven hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars set aside for Montana because they thought we were going to be one of the states that were going to fall next and uh, eventually gave it to Arizona because they figured they'd have better luck uh, passing it there. Uh, so we're doing this on a very minimal budget, but we're bootstrapping it like entrepreneurs do, like, you know, Montanans do. And that they, you know, the Republican side of the argument should probably uh, take that into, the, into account and, and respect that, that, you know, at least we're not spending millions upon millions of dollars on television ads to uh, try and legalize this. We're going door to door. We're uh, using social media. We're uh, traveling the, the state on a goddamn bicycle, um, so you know we're doing it cheap. And I think that uh, even the conservative side of the argument has to take that into account. Respect that.
2: Yeah, that it's real. It's it's cool. It's good to see. You. Do you have a schedule like posted and? In- like, I have people all know. the
1: stops that I have planned out, uh, posted on the Cycling for Sensible Drug Policy group on Facebook. Awesome. Um, the schedule is kind of up in the air because we have we can't even uh, signature gather until after the right. amendment language is approved by the Attorney General. I'm still awaiting the first re- revision suggestions uh, from the legislative attorney uh, from the Secretary of State's office. Once we get the revisions done, then it goes to the Attorney General and then... Final revisions will go from there. So, you know, we're probably a couple months out still. Nice. You're gathering.
2: And people can keep up with all that on the Facebook group and then on your website, gogonzaljournals.com.
1: gogonzojournal.com is where I'll be blogging, video blogging the trip. Um, and yes, the cycling for sensible Drug Policy page on Facebook or group on Facebook will be all the updates regarding the amendment. Um, I'm going to try and uh, get signature gatherers uh, sheets for so they can gather signatures in their areas before I even get there. That way we can kind of see how we're doing in certain districts and kind of eliminate certain districts where we know we're going to do well, Missoula, Bozeman. Um, I think Billings is going to be relatively easy, even though uh, Zebabwa is uh, – out of Billings, and there's a conservative base there. But there's uh, that safe, doing...
2: it, what it's like, safe community, safe kids, or something. Is that group still around?
1: I have no idea. Okay, I they that, tried to get in contact with me. So
2: okay, that's one of the groups that was trying to fight for repeal. It's like one of Zabwa's kind of little watchdog groups. They they're okay. all about their kids and like protect the kids and don't do weed and meanwhile well, I am,
1: too. you know how you do it you raise yourself from forty in the nation in teacher quality to something in the middle. You well, know? yeah, you, you try to get out of the bottom and go to the top.
2: You educate them. If you lie to them, they're never going to believe anything you say that you try and teach them on. And you're already, I'm sure, using, you know, through indoctrinating religion stuff, like you're already lying to them. So let's not add that sure. to it. You know, there's interesting botany and science to learn here. Absolutely. <laughs> so And
1: uh, body chemistry. <laughs> yep, yeah.
2: Endocannabinoid system. It's a crazy thing. <laughs> I'm learning. I learn this stuff like every day, and it just it blows my mind. And it's it's funny to be in these shops and have people ask questions and then like know the answer because I I was never really that interested in anything quite like this. I mean, like computers, but this is just like
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was really blown away by the uh, knowledge of the folks at every place I visited to purchase in Colorado and in Washington. Um, you know, people know their stuff and they're clear eyed, you know, they're they they can't get high on the job. it's just like having any other job. Um, but you know, they, they get sent home with some weed, big deal. Um I think they're doing our, their country of, a great service. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's awesome. Well hey man, do you have anything else you want to mention before we let you go here? Um we should definitely yeah, like, keep in touch and uh, have some updates here and there as things are yeah, happening, I think and, we should
1: probably do if we can get the video to work, we could do a hangout while I'm on the road, yeah um, do you, we need cool to' Or from like a, a rally we've got like a rally planned at billings some sometime when I'm going through, so
2: that's awesome yeah we can we we can definitely do all that stuff. We were doing that stuff uh back beforehand, like in the uh, with all the conferences they were doing uh for the first okay. repeal mess with so. We'll definitely have to do it again remotely
1: <laughs> Sounds good, man hey, thanks for having me.
2: Cool yeah, thank you. All right, very cool so we'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes on hotboxpodcast.com and uh, if you live in Montana, look for him at a county near you. He's collecting signatures so and yeah we'll uh, we'll keep up on all that and let you guys know because hey, you need to get all of this stuff done so that I can come home so. Appreciate that. Anthony Varianna, Cyclable for Sensible Drug Policy. Very cool. Um, We're going to talk about a couple things, and then we're going to get Jim Makoso from Vuber Technologies on and uh, talk about some vapes and some oils and everything. Uh, You know, I have a review of the Vuber Atlas over on Stuff Stoners Like, and I also want to mention Growers Outlet here, and uh, they're kicking in on this uh, contest we're doing. They've got couple of wax globes to give away To one of you guys Two of you guys uh, To go along with the voobers That Jim's got But while we're talking about Growers there, I want, I want you guys to see this This weed that comes in a jar Now do you know why it comes in a jar? It's because it's top shelf You know it's good Because not only does it smell good It looks good But it comes in a jar It's so awesome so, uh, we'll be reviewing these on Stuff Center's Like with all the weed reviews that you've seen, uh, putting out, uh, they got some Jack Herrera, some God's Gift, and then, kinda my favorite right now, The Grunk. I just like the name, and I like that on, uh, was it Leafly or something? It's, uh, it's thing is Gru, it says G R, you know, like Gru, so, I, I appreciate that, but, oh, good weed. It's a, uh, grape and a skunk mix, so... Uh, Yeah, you guys can get these if you're here and uh, wherever Fat Panda Farms, man. Those guys are making good stuff. Very impressed. I see a lot of recreational weed uh, here. And so far, everything these guys have put out has been like 8 or 9 or 10. And I, I can't – I wrote this in my last review. Like I can't give anything a 10 yet because I haven't seen all the weed. I feel like to be a fair judge, I need to see all the weed so that I can say, well, here is our 10, and here is our 0, or our 1, and then we can start filling in everything in the middle. So far, it's been lots of 7s uh, and 8s, and a few 9s. Of course, the grunk is a is a 9, but if I have seen all the weed, I, I would say that the grunk is, is probably a 10, so uh, very cool. While we're waiting for Jim to get on, I also want to mention 502data.com again. We were showing earlier uh, during the interview with Anthony about all of the recreational marijuana sales and you can see uh by retailers and processors and uh, who's doing what and who's i guess winning it's almost like they're they're gamifying it it's like here's here's all of the the numbers now try and pick out your county find your competition and try and beat them which is good i mean competition is is always good so uh check that out 502data.com i will have links to all that stuff in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com The other thing I wanted to mention There's a good article uh, on Stuff Stunners Like that. Actually, I didn't write it uh, But it talks about this study that they did in Austin At the university there, are uh, showing And we kind of mentioned this in the interview with Anthony uh, About the marijuana use with teens uh, And how it's uh, it's not going up Contrary to popular belief Uh, So that's cool. They said that their results may suggest recent changes in public policy, including decriminalization, medicalization, and legalization in marijuana cities and states across the country have not resulted in more use or greater approval of marijuana use among younger adolescents. (laughs) So, of course, I mean, and you can't say one's going to cause the other. Kids are going to smoke, they're going to smoke, regardless of if it's legal or illegal or whatever. We've seen that. It's That's been all of us and, and everyone we know, you know? So, uh, it's good to see. I mean, what we need is validated scientific studies that when people are like, uh, this is why we can't have weed here, and then they give you all their stupid reasons, you would be like, well, actually, you're wrong. Here's why. So... And even then, I mean, you know, they don't, they're not going to be like, oh, well, I see your point, sir, and then change their mind. Like, yeah, how often does that happen, right? There was also an interesting article on RT, uh, and it's it's basically taking all of the data that uh, is on the 502 data site and kind of giving you something helpful with it, I guess. If you don't know what you're looking for specifically on the, the 502 data site, it can be kind of overwhelming. Uh, so they they go on to to talk about that... Currently, 160 shops open, uh, sales topping $1.4 million a day. Uh, And that's, of course, from the LCB, the Liquor Control Board, uh, soon to be renamed the Liquor and Cannabis Board. So that's cool, I guess. Uh, The revenue from marijuana sales has exceeded $260 million, with close to $70 million from excise tax and local uh, taxes going into the state government's pockets Nearly double the forecast of 36 million. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they say the data also shows if you want to talk pounds, if you want to talk movement weight, uh, over 23,000 pounds, 10.4 tons. You want to convert that to keys? <laughs> uh, out of, so, There's been 23,000 pounds sold out of the reported 31,000 pounds that was harvested. The difference, probably the other 3,000 pounds, I think has been what I've been smoking here. I I don't know. seems like I'm going through a lot lately. (laughs) Uh, They say the average price for marijuana dropped from $25.12 a gram in August 2014 to $11.52 a gram in June. Uh, and they say Governor Jay Inslee signed a law in April bringing the medical marijuana market in line with the state's recreational industry. I guess not really in line. If you live here, you know it's basically just going away and you're switching over to recreational if you are doing that, I guess. Uh, and they say that the, the measure is going into effect this month, along with a law consolidating a 3 tier excise tax on marijuana into a single 37% tax. <laughs> is that all? Just Just 37%? That's, I guess that's that's nice of you. Uh, definitely check out the last couple episodes. I know we had a little bit of internet issue. We had a uh, the internet provider out here fiddling around at the box, found some loose connections. Apparently squirrels, birds, uh, got that all fixed. So, but uh, check out what's happening with Nathan Betts over there in Clarkson, Washington. Like I mentioned, with Canna for Life. And some corrupt city council. I think they're getting ready to do a vote thing here uh, sometime soon. So we'll be checking back in with him and seeing what's up with that. So you guys remember on uh, Stuff Snars Liked a little bit ago, I did a review of a nectar collector. And so we posted that and published it. And uh, they were like, we appreciate it, but that's not a nectar collector. And he's like, oh, interesting. Why don't you send us a real one then? And they actually did. The real ones, and I should go grab the other ones so you can see the difference, but we're going to do a full review on this. But here's the real one. Uh, it comes with a cool stand that uh, it has the logo. And uh, the the cheap ones don't have any logos, and they don't have a number on the back of them. So like handmade and numbered, uh, with the logo there. So uh, that was really awesome of them to send me one. So now I can compare the two. And you can tell like just the weight. The, like This glass is solid, and the other ones might not be so solid. There's also a pretty big price difference between like the real ones and the cheap ones. So uh, there's that. But definitely check it out, NectarCollector.org. Uh, they make some really cool hand pieces. And if you want to spend like $15,000 on one of those that's like a sculpture... They got those too. So (laughs) uh, it's pretty awesome. And then uh, also we'll we'll point out where it went. (laughs) They got awesome stickers that say, "Uh uh-huh, just the tip. Because the Nectar Collector, and as you'll see from the video review, and the new review we're going to do on the real one here, it's just the tip. No over hot nail nothing just the tip. It's pretty cool. It's a cool way to smoke. It's a different way to dab, so I'm 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 definitely into it right now. Um I was showing earlier while we were waiting for Jim here some of their heady stuff. Like it's pretty much art. <laughs> so I, I definitely would not let my friends smoke uh out of something like this, because they would drop it. And I don't have ten thousand to spend on it. I know my friends don't have ten thousand to spend on on some weed stuff to smoke dabs out of. <laughs> it is really cool though. It's pretty art.
0: Hey, what's going
2: on? How's it going, Jim?
0: I'm uh, doing real well. Um, I'm sitting here with my team. You can not see them. They're out of they're out of picture. How you doing?
2: Good, good. Just got done talking to Anthony Fogg. Uh, he's going to pedal bicycle across Montana and get 50,000 signatures to legalize weed there and then I can move back to Montana. So,
0: Okay, Montana. Yeah. That sounds fantastic.
2: Yeah, right. It's a good good way to tour and meet the people, so that's cool. We mentioned cycling for sensible drug policy uh, over on Facebook. Jim's from Vuber. I got to tell you guys, man, I smoke a lot of oils and like I, I go through. I mean, a, a lot of these things here, and the one I keep coming back to is this. It is my favorite. I just got this for it, and I'll tell you what. The wax globe, and the uh, the pen here, it's perfect. I, I don't know. I like the coils. There's two. Most of the other ones have one. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's the one I keep using at work. I mean, if I was at
0: work, well, it's I, the one I, I really keep. appreciate the feedback. You know, that's something that uh, when uh, when my my partner and I when we started this company back in January of last year, I mean, you know, we we were doing essentially what everybody else was doing, which was just kind of taking, taking product that we knew was on the shelf and just rebranding it. And, uh, you know, as a, you know, I'm a frequent cannabis consumer. Um, but when I moved out here, the concentrates were just something that was new to me. And I've, I've tried concentrates before where I came from. Um, I'm from New York, but I live in Miami. Um, but, uh, I'd never seen really the different types of concentrate. Like, you know, we just got that really dark, Material that kind of tasted all right but got you really stoned. You know, and then I moved out here, you know I saw the first time I saw shatter, that's the first time I really learned about CO2 oil. That's the first time I knew there was different grades and qualities and, and you know, you always know that there's different potencies, but you were just happy to get it. Um, yeah. and so when I came out here the idea was, all right well you know there's different grades and qualities and the better the quality, the more important it is that you have a really good product to consume it with. Or us, you're wasting some of that really good product, and and so we set out to really start to create products that were, um, you know, across the segment. And I think you know you have you have our you have, you have two of our products there. You have the um, the atlas, and then of course that's the globe attachment because uh, you know that will take you out of this world. Um, but what we did was to kind of set ourselves apart was we took that product which was featuring at the time one wick. With um, canaw wires as a coil, and we said, you know what 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 could we do to improve this product and I'm not talking about making something that's beautiful, I'm talking about something that works really well, and then we'll worry about making it pretty later and you know that's when we, we kicked around all these ideas, and uh, you know we're I'm not an engineer um my family's engineers, so you know I think naturally, what could we do that will make this better and so you know I reached out to my brother, I reached out to a couple of friends that I had and They're like, oh, well, you know, why don't don't you just try to do something instead of, you know, instead of that wick, that silica wick, why don't you try something else? And ceramic was all the rage at the time, so we created a single ceramic coil, and, uh, you know, a couple people liked it, and, you know, accidentally, um, our manufacturer made a dual coil, and we tried it, and it Like it knocked my socks off, and uh,
2: hold up. So your your dual coil setup is a manufacturer defect. Yeah,
0: that was a (laughs) mistake. That's crazy,
2: and it is. I think maybe before, like the time wasn't just wasn't quite right yet because you didn't have as much. I mean, there was like maybe the bubble hash, and that was that was really it. Now you have so many different kinds. It's nice to see something that's. Ready to take that. I have put everything I can think of through this thing and it seems to not even care. I'm serious. Like, I, I work uh, in a lab and there is different levels of different process stuff. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if this will work. Pfft. Sure, shit, it works great. Like, I, I was impressed. I didn't think the more uh, liquidy stuff would work very well. The things you see in like these, these kinds of cartridges, that thing works with them. It's pretty impressive. So the only thing I would recommend is some of these. Some of these have a higher percentage of uh, terpenes added to them, and those two little coils really heat up and will burn those. It would be nice to have one that had a setting if you were uh, dabbing terp sauce. I'm gonna turn that sucker down, <laughs> you know. But it, it is. It works and it's awesome. So I That's definitely. That's a great
0: point. Um, you know, so we came out with that product. I think. Uh, um, Ben from the cannabis, which uh, is a Denver publication. he mm-hmm. was out here in Washington in March of last year. That was our first vendor fair. And that was the first time that we had some, somebody write about us it was March, April of last year. And I think the, the article got published in May, we were still doing R and D on it. And at the time it was called the, uh, at least what we were calling it inside of our company was the bullet. And, uh, at the time, you know, we were trying it out and testing it out and it, you know, the first, co- the first one we came out with, it was draining the batteries that we had at the time. It was a 650 uh, milliamp hour battery that we started with. And you, oh, look at that. It looks so beautiful. And um, the battery that you have right now is the 900 uh, milliamp hour battery, which we ultimately had to go to for this product because you know, it really sucks in the juice. Um, but what we were doing at the time was offering people variable voltage batteries um, that um, where you could change the voltage that was going into the, the vaporizer, and ultimately that would give you a better idea, a better feel, more or less, of um, how to adjust the temperature or the voltage, um, the current that was going into the heating element, the atomizer, to cater specifically to a specific type of concentrate. Um, you know, that's something that we stopped at that time, just because um, you know it was almost too much for people to try to cut, wrap their head around. You know, yeah, now, keep yeah. in mind, me, we're over a year since we debuted that product, and just now people are like, oh, man, this is the best one that I've ever had. Like, here, here, can we do this? Can we do that? So the issue was when we first started out, it was almost too advanced um, for um, – oh, look at that. It's beautiful. It was almost too advanced for, for the market, and, you know, we had to do a huge educational campaign, basically, where we went out to all the medical um, stores at the time. There was no rec. All the medical stores that were um, carrying the product and educate them on why this product was better and how we made changes to what was on the market. And, you know, just now this year, we're starting to see a lot of other people kind of come into play with that product. We were the first ones that created it. Um, We did not patent that project product. That's something that we created with our manufacturers overseas. And, um, you know, since then it's, it's kind of now it's becoming almost industry standard to have that ceramic, um, the ceramic Wick with the titanium coil, which from a taste and from a power consumption standpoint is just unparalleled. So, um, we do have a couple of, of really interesting things that are going on in the future on that front. Um, certainly, um, you know. Did you guys ever
2: get into like the e-liquid, vaping, like cigarette, nicotine, like that whole thing? Or were you guys strictly from the start into the cannabis oils? And then my my other question was uh, as far as banking and funding. We've seen a lot of companies have a hard time as far as, you know, doing business, especially online as far as payment processing Um, And I know we're we're recently seeing some bills possibly going to help as far as, you know, doing some sort of banking system. But right now it's it's no good. And are you guys like having that problem? You're staying away from saying it's weed related like other other places might.
0: Uh, That's a great question. Um, You know, when we started, we weren't telling people specifically that we were a vaporizer for cannabis just because, you know, we were kind of new to the space and we didn't know what. You know, really what the what the audience, what the general public would really, what, what, what they'd really say and whether or not they'd accept us as a cannabis company. Um, so when we started, we were, you know, we kind of marketed our product as a personal vaporizer. We didn't say for e-cigs, we didn't say for cannabis, we just said, we're a personal vaporizer company, we make the best consumer price personal vaporizer. And whatever the um, consumer absolutely.
2: wants to use it for, that's that's up to them. And if you find new well, uses, let us know.
0: <laughs> Right then, um, six months into it, our attorneys and the insurance company that we were, you know, speaking to at the time about, you know, you know, securing different types of product insurance for the for for um, for our company, you know, they asked us flat out, "Hey, is this product for cigarettes?" And you know, in our mind, we were like, "Oh, well, we tell them it's for weed. We, you know, we're gonna have a problem. So we told them flat out, "We're like, yeah, hey, well, it could be used with cigarettes." And that's when they were like, you know, at the time, Lloyds of London was very big in the space. As you know, Lloyds of London kind of stepped away from the marijuana seed as an insurer. But they were like, oh, well, if you're doing cigarettes, eh, your rates are going way up. And so that was the first time we realized, hey, man, we shouldn't hide this. You know, even insurers are saying if you're doing these cigs, that's way more dangerous than cannabis. Um, And and that, you know, kind of uh, middle of the summer of last year is when we were first launching our website that we decided, hey, man, you know, we don't need to hide this anymore. We're in a state where, you know, as of July of last year, and and we're coming up on that year mark here on Thursday, we're in a state where it's been readily accepted and and has built a huge industry on the proliferation of cannabis as a viable solution for those who like to use it recreationally. And of course, um, what we're finding out more and more is all of its application medicinally. So, you know, we we became a cannabis company of summer last year, and, you know, we've been telling that story ever since. That's Awesome.
2: We definitely, yeah. it's, it's cool to see new fun things like this. And like I said, I, I use a lot of these and that is the one that it's got the best battery and it's it hits so nice. Like no matter what I put in it, I've like tested these in places that maybe you allegedly shouldn't be smoking in. Like nobody, <laughs> and I, that's fine. I live in Washington where I'll smoke wherever. No one gives a crap. Like they don't
0: notice. The Comet, the slim version of our product, um, this product is really what kind of got me interested into the space. And that's the um, pull-through
2: one, or has that got a button on it? No no button. It's
0: just pull-through. That's right. You attach the vaporizer here. And really, this is the only real product that we even thought was viable as a crossover to the e-cig space. Keep in mind, e-cigs, the whole e-cig industry is way more advanced from a vaporizer technology standpoint compared with cannabis because, you know, e-cigs – in places where they manufacture this product, both here and overseas, it's very easy to take propylene glycol, stick it in the cartridge and do R&D to take BHO, CO2, rosin, um, uh, some of the higher quality stuff, the solvent list, um, you know, this product they call out there, the clear to put any of those in this type of product to test. I mean, you know. Half a gram, you're talking about 50 to to $100, depending on where you're buying it from, especially on the black market. If you're, you know, obviously in medical, you know, you get better prices, but there's no manufacturers that are taking that type of product and testing these things. Um, but this product in general, this is the one I travel with. Um, you know, I have it in multiple colors, white, black, blue. I have an orange one. I have a Seahawks green one. I got a red one. Um, but I take this thing with me everywhere when I travel because it's so low-key, no button on it it's so um discreet and i you know as you probably know that's one of our taglines: funding fun discreet guarantee it's one of our tag words it's a very very discreet device and and you know this is old technology you know it, but it's so useful as a alternative form of of smoking um where um you can certainly see how discreet it is and why people are really in droves running to vaporizers and this product in particular so i uh, excited about that. Um, just to go back to what you were saying before about uh, capital, just because I think you asked a really good question about, you know, banking and finances and kind of how, you know, w- what we see is going on in that space. I mean, as you know, it's very difficult for cannabis companies right now to, um, to, to secure any real financing and for those companies that have gotten up and running to get merchant services or to have a bank that'll work with them. It's still really, really tough for many companies, both here in Washington and in other states where cannabis has been um, either uh, allowed to be um, open, you know, stores have been allowed to be open medicinally uh, for medical, for medical sales or recreationally in Denver, uh, in Colorado, excuse me, as well as Alaska um, and now in um, in Oregon. Um, very few banks are willing to work with cannabis companies because it is still a schedule one drug, um, which makes it illegal federally and what that basically means is that the federal government has deemed that cannabis for uh, any med- uh, is useless for any medical purposes. And as such, no bank that will work with cannabis companies is going to be able to get the FDIC insurance that the federal government offers. So that's why you're seeing a big issue out there. They're not you willing they to risk it, than-
2: basically. They don't want to risk getting involved in that because if somebody gets raided, then they're automatically part of that whole money laundering that, you know— they're going to say you were doing because of the federal status
0: right now so what you're seeing is that there are a couple of these credit unions and a couple of banks and of course you're seeing merchant services that usually are financed with private money that are out there and that are starting to really do some good work and you know be trailblazers in the finance space more or less but you know for us we're an ancillary company boober right boober um, as an ancillary company you know we we can have bank accounts we can you know, we, we have bank accounts with a couple of major banks and, and of you with a local bank
2: and bitcoins.
0: Yeah. I mean, whole well, bitcoins. <laughs> um, I know some people still use those. I mean, I, I've had a Bitcoin account once, but I'm not proud of it. But, you know, in general, you know, this is really what you're talking about is the real struggle that you're seeing in this space right now, which is there are some really good business people and there's some great business happening, but you know, To get a loan for a cannabis company, if you're not outside of private money, good luck. You know, it's just not happening. Can I show you some
2: charts? These are some lovely. And we, we mentioned this earlier. Now, businesses love to see growth like this. And to see growth like this in an industry that is given so many ridiculous, frivolous hoops to jump through is impressive. And to be like, no, we can't take your money, like go bury it in a hole in your backyard or something in a bucket. Like that's we should be looking at legitimate statistics like this and being like, why isn't every state doing this? Here it is. Like this is, I mean, that's a really good chunk of what, you know, what could go to help schools and each community that these rec shops and producers and processors are located in. And then business. Yeah.
0: You're, you're bringing up a great point there. Um, you know, here at Boomer, you know, of course, we're we're guys, we're business, we're business people, men and women here. You know, we're a small company. There's 11 of us, um, but most of us here know that, you know, from you know, the reason why we're here is because we all believe that this industry, this one's a big one, and it's here to stay. What we're seeing at the at the state level here in Washington, um, you know, uh, I saw a graphic come out earlier today. We're doing over $32 million a month in sales as a state. You know, that's close to $400 million that we'll do this year. Um, If you, you know, if you annualize it out to 12 months, you know, somewhere between three and 400 million is going to be the total sales this year to think that, you know, now the taxes that are going to come out that out of that are going to be substantial. And in every state that we have out there, I don't think there's one state that isn't dealing with some type of budget deficit. Um, that could use additional capital to help bolster up fiscal budgets. And, and that's a big thing we're seeing out here. At Washington, I think the state is a little bit better about ma- managing its deficit, even though we do have one. But just to think that this amount of capital could be used to help build um, roads, help it re-educate, help do um, so many other things that need to get done. We're in a time right now in our country where we can't afford not to have additional tax revenue No, either.
2: this is the thing that makes each county self sufficient and all the counties that have lost population and, and workers and everything because mills close and factories close and whatever, like you can use all of that infrastructure to grow weed and process it and everybody smokes weed. I always thought like everybody in Silicon Valley smokes weed. They're all into psychedelics, they're <laughs> all a bunch of potheads. Like they are the richest chunk. Why don't you just start your own bank and say whatever to the FDIC thing will be your bank. Now you get like 10 of them and they're there it is. I just don't understand like why something like that hasn't gone forward yet. Or maybe it hasn't, it's just gotten shut down. I I don't know.
0: I mean, well, there, there, there was always talk. I, you know, um, I come from an investment banking background and uh, you know, you hear about this talk all the time about, you know, certain private interests or certain groups that are setting up these funds to do just that. The, the issue is, None of these, none of these groups of imbe- large investors or people with the banking connections want to be exposed in any any real way to um, to litigation or to be connected in any way to money laundering. Is it the like, whole
2: racketeering thing? We we saw an article come out about like. That this group was suing some of these dispensaries and anyone that had anything to do with them using this old, like, mob racketeering law. And a lot of this says that you can't claim the proper taxes that you should, so you're still paying a bunch, but you're not able to claim anything. Like, it's this whole backwards thing, but it's one of those things that is getting clung to as, like, what the hell? It's called the RICO Act, so it... I, now, I don't know if that affects like businesses like you guys or businesses like us. I know as far as we're affected, we don't have checks. You know, it's all cash, which is annoying as hell.
0: No, we you know, we we have no problem whatsoever. Um, That's cool. We, you know, like I said, we we do regular business. Everything is fine for us. You know, we're like I said, we're an ancillary company with um, You know, state at the state and federal level, we get to use all um, accounting. Uh, all accounting benefits of being able to write off expenses and what have you. And we get to file our taxes and expenses in such a way that we don't have to be creative at all whatsoever with, with, our, uh, with our accounting. Um, thankfully, yeah, um, you know, there there are other, we work with a lot of customers though, where, you know, they're continually and consistently trying to find ways to save money because they're going to get crushed by taxes and they can't write off expenses. And, yeah. and that's going to continue to be a problem. And so, at the federal level, we at least open up that conversation of descheduling um, cannabis as a, as a, as a, um, a schedule one. Drug. That's
2: kind of what we always thought too, that like before anything, anything else can get focused on like federally, it needs to change because that's what everyone will always fall back on. And who wants to, you know, go and say no to the federal government in that aspect. Like you don't have tanks, they have tanks. We don't have tanks. I mean, know, I mean, well,
0: that brings up a good point. I mean, it, it's still pretty scary out there for some of these companies um, in California just last week um, I'm sure you read the article they rated two um, two uh, uh, in Northern California they rated two tribal grounds where cannabis was being grown now I don't know the full story there so I'm not going to get into the detail but just as a cannabis entrepreneur or kind catap- of kindpreneur as I pointed it out here just as somebody who works in the industry that loves to see growth you know hear that just as close as California, a market that's been open and regulated, albeit on the fringe in the gray area, but for almost 20 years now, like the fact that there are still companies or still in this case, sovereign lands, tribal sovereign lands that are getting raided by the feds, um, you yeah, know, it's a little bit concerning. And and anybody who was on the fringe, like for instance, these big corporate guys that are thinking about setting up maybe some type of finance fund to be a credit union, um, to, to help finance some of these companies, you know, that's going to put them off immediately. It's like, all right, well, not only are they going after some companies that are in California in general, um, uh, one of them in, in particular, the workshop that they went after, um, mm. which is a testing lab down there. Now they're that. going on sovereign lands and taking people's plants on sovereign tribal land. That makes people feel a little bit concerned. Not it, me, you know, I sell vaporizers, right? For people who aren't <laughs> selling vaporizers, you know, it's cause for concern for sure.
2: It's, it, it's crazy that they're. I, I, I just don't see what the end game is. We have the internet. We have the information. There's no going backwards. They're just like making it as hard as possible. Part of me thinks it's because of a lot of the studies we're seeing. It shows things that in these places where weed is recreationally legal, like drinking goes down and all of this kind of divisive behavior the government kind of encourages you know like get drunk and have fights and go watch fights and do sports like that kind of i don't know it seems to like divide people like go stand by your flags and and then let's all fight each other type of thing whereas the weed seems to not like weed people are the nicest people i know aside from maybe some some business greed and and whatnot that you see in montana we saw a lot of that but for the most part it's not that kind of divisive like let's fight mentality and I almost feel like they see that and they're like, the liquor companies are like, hmm, this not this might not be good, you know? I mean, we need to get in on it. So the stalling is like them trying to figure out, like, how can we best maximize this money before we completely lose it all? Uh, it sucks that people's lives are in the balance, you know, people like, have to get raided and go do jail time and all of that. While certain people in other states are just fine, you know, it, it definitely
0: sucks. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think about it, but, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, a guy that's in the space, for me, I want to see this industry move forward as much as possible. And, and you know, obviously, you know, outside of just being, a, you know, trying to be a good business owner and do good business, you know, part of what is all of our responsibilities is to you know, go out there and be that single person that teams up with that other person that goes to the state legislator, um, you know, and goes to their city representatives and tells the story that, hey, there's some of us out here that aren't just stoners trying to, you know, make a quick buck and skirt the law. Some of us are guys that just want to help build the industry and re-educate people about something that we've been miseducated on for the better part of the last 60 years. And, um, you know, uh, and including myself, you know, I was a kid in high school. You know, there's a super jock. I drank, which I thought was, like, the cool thing to do. You know, I drank in high school. But I was making fun of the guys that smoked weed until, you know, until I was about to graduate. And my friend was like, dude, you're, you know, you're too uptight, and you need to, like, smoke weed. I'm like, ah, I'm never going to do that. I was like, listen, just That's try awesome. it a couple times, and then, you know, and then if you never do it again, at least you'll know. But you never really tried it. How can you say that you don't like it if you never tried it? And, you know, that. Honestly, I, I and I hate to say it because I don't want to encourage anybody smoking weed under 21, especially here in Washington. But um, it changed my life. You know, smoking cannabis definitely changed my life. I was, you know, I was a super uptight. Um, you know, pretty, pretty. I was pretty much an asshole, and you know, certainly I'm still a little bit of an asshole at times. But you know, it definitely changed my mentality in terms of you know how I saw the world, and you know, that's when I learned about more about my musical creative side and I picked up the guitar and I still play that to this day. That's where I learned a little bit more about compassion. That's where, you know, I realized that this plant its very much a plant to tarp on the point you were saying that brings people together. And so, and now out here as business people and as, um, as a, a media person like yourself, you know, it's an opportunity for us to set the record straight and let people know, Hey, this thing is good on multiple levels. It can help people medicinally, people with PTSD, um, people who are having um, neurodegenerative issues like uh, Alzheimer's or uh, Huntington's disease or multiple sclerosis. Like this has, this plant has compounds in it, cannabinoids, that show, have been proven and shown to be very, very helpful in treating real medicinal issues um, that we're just scratching the surface on discovering some of the research for. And then, not to mention all of these other benefits of the plant. Such as adding tax dollars to the bottom line of state budget deficits and city budget deficits, yeah um, you know so there's a huge story here, and you know i don't want to rant because I, I I know we're supposed to be talking about vaporizers, but you're talking to you know this subject you know i'm so passionate about the idea of people coming together and starting businesses and re educating a population, in fact, a couple of generations of people that have been miseducated, and my platform is this little vaporizer company where I'm telling people, hey, you know, okay, you don't want to smoke a joint? Personally, I like to smoke joints. That's just what I like to do. But... You can't always whip the torch out,
2: you know? Sometimes you (laughs) need it in
0: this. (laughs) As a person that's building a brand uh, and also seeing the benefits and the ability to to build something, um, vaporizers in general are definitely taking the world by storm and are here to stay. And and we're using this as a platform and as an opportunity to re-educate people about the benefit <laughs> of taking a a product that people are using to, to destroy themselves, which were cigarettes, and repackaging it in a way that people are able to consume in a more healthy way for, in the e-cig market. Now, I, with cannabis, a similar situation. I, I love it. I love um, this
2: logo. Like, it, it's completely <laughs> smiling at, at you. It's anthropomorphic. It's a very... uh faces in things of pareidolia of sorts that you recognize as smiling it's like yeah you're gonna get a nice hit of some dabs and that makes me <laughs> smile I, I like that there's also you mentioned like smoking it and it changed you there's something to be said for a, a primed endocannabinoid system and you didn't realize it until you experienced it and it flipped that switch and i mean cannabis is just one of many plant medicines obviously that have these benefits and it's it's good. To, I, I don't see why you would restrict research. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. But, well, man, you know, the I've seen some gonna crazy. People
0: are going to wake up and realize that this is, you know, right. there's a lot more to this plant than what we initially thought. And I think people are starting to wake up. But if you go to some places like, for instance, Florida, right? Florida just finished. You know, that's where I moved here from. I moved here from South That's Florida. where Irvin moved...
2: Rosenfeld's from. That's the, the one of the federal patients I mentioned earlier.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you think about Florida, they just, you know, last year they shot down a, um, they shot down legislation amendment Two, I believe it was, um, that was going to decriminalize and also legalize, uh, cannabis usage for specific medical ailments. In particular, the big one in Florida is, uh, and, uh, a form of epilepsy called Gervais syndrome, which plagues, you know, over hundred thousand families in, in Florida. Um, and they shot down the legislation saying that, you know, cannabis had no medical benefits and I, I'm sure you saw it. Um, yeah. That's if people don't
2: know, Gervais is the one that the kids have, like not just a couple seizures a day. Like we're talking hundreds of seizures a day in some cases. And that's where we first saw Charlotte's web and, uh, people start to focus on CBD heavy strains. Uh, we use, uh, some of that for my girlfriend's a little epileptic. And so when she starts to feel a seizure come on, we have a tincture for her and, uh, it makes it go away. Usually which is more than the benzodiazepines do for, uh, you know, as good as those without can those, be for seizures. Without those nasty Exactly, you. exactly. Yeah, and it's really weird to see that it's not all kinds either. It took a lot of trial and error before we found one that when she felt it coming on, it made it actually subside and then go away rather than just put off how long it, it you know, waits for before it hits her. So there, it's, it's all about the different terpenes and cannabinoids in conjunction with that person's system, and everyone's different. So it's, yeah, it's interesting that we can research these things now.
0: Yeah, I mean, at, at its starting, um, you know, Governor Rick Scott overturned that, um, overturned that uh, negative uh, or let's say adverse judgment. In Florida, where you know they had 57% of people vote to pass Amendment Two, but they needed 60% of the vote. The only state that needs that much uh, of a majority of the state in order to pass an amendment. Um, Either way, Rick Scott signed a a law into uh, signed a bill into law earlier this year, um, stating that cannabis could be used for specific medical purposes, um, with only five licenses going out in the five regions: southeast, southwest, central, northeast, and northwest Florida. And in order to be able to be eligible for one of these licenses, you had to be in business for 30 years and you had to have a canopy size of over 400,000 plants. So we're not talking about, you know, your mom and pop growing, um, but even in Florida where they're just now starting to um, overturn, believe me, it's not because they want to save kids. It's because they want that money. Uh,
2: yeah, definitely. Florida you
0: know, is a huge state and uh, its uh, elderly population is even bigger. Um, you know, they all smoke a, weed. <laughs> you know that. I mean, well, it, cannabis is consumed pretty readily, and some of the best growers are come out of South Florida. I don't know if you you saw a, the Cuban grower. I think he's a Florida guy. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm
2: familiar um, with with Hash Church and the Cuban grower and
1: there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that he's a Florida guy, and you know, he's winning cannabis awards left and right for his solving this product. That's some fire. If, if you have tried it, it's, it's fire. <laughs>
2: it's cool Um, that we can see that like back in the day it was taking polaroids and then mailing them and now it's like we're live streaming on periscope yo come smoke this weed with us (laughs) like that's cool and it's that same technology that gave the platform to spread the information that made everyone be like wait this isn't going to kill me if i smoke it
0: well okay it's changing you're you're we're seeing people and the sentiment towards cannabis changed and now you know cannabis Uh, Well, they call it marijuana in the media, but, you know, I I made a concerted effort with my team and with the people that I came in with. And let's call it what it is by a scientific name. This is cannabis. Marijuana is what they use to smear our our beautiful plant that's been around for thousands of years, probably before people. Um, But um, this this cannabis as a hot subject, you're going to see it big over the next year being mentioned in all political circles as we come into an election year. It's going to be a hot topic. And for two reasons. One because politicians will be able to appeal towards families who do need it medicinally, and two because, as a you know, as a, a tax-generating uh, um, business industry, you know, this is this is going to be one of the biggest new industries, uh, and you saw from those growth numbers that will be able to generate real positive tax revenue out of the gate with very, very um, beneficial impacts. On other parts of uh, of the culture, and more more
2: beneficial if they embrace it rather than if not. And one of the few things that will exist regardless of if they embrace it or not, which I find really interesting. Like, there's not many things in life people will do in in the face of like possible jail time and all of these these you know uh, consequences. So it, it, you know it's good <laughs> because people go out on such such lines for it. But,
0: so yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I'm excited for this year to see what happens. Uh, I'm excited and, to see what
2: your guys' new stuff is. I mean, I'm still oh, loving. Oh man, I'm I loving. I, I'm loving the Atlas. But I know you you guys might uh, might have something new coming up. It's exciting to see.
0: All right, yeah. uh, hold, hold, let me go grab it. It's on my desk, Oh, my desk. you're
2: gonna even show us? Ooh, I'm, now I'm really excited. I thought he was just gonna be like, "Yeah, there's something," but I can't tell you all about it. So we'll have a great day. <laughs> Cool, and uh, yeah, like I said, I got mine at Growers Outlet uh, to review here. So we got a video if you want to check it out over there, and if you're local. But of course, if not, come get it over at VuberTechnologies.com. They got a whole shop there, and uh, they got one for weed also. But I think this is the one you're gonna want.
0: Um, well, I appreciate your feedback, and you know we're always open to um, we're always open to any feedback, positive and negative, on all products, and that's just because. You know, we were only able to kind of hone in on the products that were best for us by positive feedback from friends, um, family, uh, and then obviously consumers, connoisseurs in particular. And the connoisseurs gave us the feedback on that one where, you know, the couple guys that were looking for a little pocket dab or, you know, they came back and they were like, yeah, the single coil is just not getting it done. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) It oh, was no. it was totally no, never, go,
2: never. Wick or Wickless cartridges uh, like these, but now it's this is totally just like my a little dab rig. It's it's so <laughs> yeah. awesome, I, I like it.
0: So. You 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 reviewed the Cosmos, I'm sure, which is our dry herb vaporizer. Yeah, I
2: I didn't have very good luck with it, and I'll I'll preface that by saying I've never had good luck with the portable uh, portable dry flower vape. The only ones that I've ever really gotten to work well are the Volcano, and there's another one called like the IQ or something. It's it's basically a cheaper Volcano. So any portable, the Launchbox, I mean, they all there's not enough juice. If you gave it the juice it needed, your battery would die in like a minute. So they're just not quite there yet. Yours was the closest as far as how it heats. That convection, like that's definitely how you want to do it, but it needed more juice, I think. I gave it to a friend of mine in Seattle that makes our CBD tinctures for us uh, to see if he had any better luck with it than I did. And he said he got it to work a lot better, but he had to pretty much let it warm up until it wanted to shut itself off. And then you got a couple kind of decent hits, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's, we're not there yet with batteries. Like we need some sort of jump in battery tech to give us, you know.
0: That that shoots, that thing shoots out at uh, 2200 mod, 5.2 volts. So the power's there. And for the average consumer, like, you know, for our average consumer, which is a, a person over 35, between 35 and 55 is that product. And somebody who probably doesn't smoke. Um, you know, all day, every day, for somebody sure. who maybe tokes at the end of the day, you know, perfect product for that. But, you know, we, we definitely got the feedback from connoisseurs like yourself. They were like, you know, you know, Jim, great product, looks pretty, just wasn't getting it done for me. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we take that feedback real seriously. And so um, the Cosmos, which uh, which you have, um, certainly that's been one of, it was a great seller for us last year and, and has continued this year. Um, but, we, we are working on a new product and I, I want to show it to you right now. So to answer your battery woes, we've come out with something that's a little bit different. Um, this you're going to see on the market here is going to select retailers here in the next, um, I think, um, by the end of the month, we'll have our first batch out there. And it's really, we're just going to test the market with a very small run and select Washington state retailers before we really do our big push marketing campaign um this is called the nova as in supernova uh, when a star explodes creates no, a really big star creates a supernova and you know it's so bright one of the brightest events that you can witness um in in the galaxy and you know to kind of go along with our line of the cosmos the atlas and this idea of being outer space because- i like the astronomy theme for sure all us science <laughs> yeah, nerds are like yes <laughs> I'm a science nerd, so, you know, like, I'm an undercover nerd, you know, let's say. But, you know, we wanted to still tie in something that, you know, out of this world because, of course, we're all consuming these things to take us way up. (laughs) Um, So this is the Nova right here. Um, You know, and this is just one of many prototypes that we've come up with. This features uh, a much larger battery. We're still dealing with five volts, but the capacity is much higher. And this particular product allows us to... Adjust temperature, and let me turn it on here. Oh, my battery is low. But it, so I can't show you the actual temperature. But this will allow us to adjust temperatures anywhere between 380 and when all is said and done, um, 460 degrees on these trial ones. And we've already started manufacturing on the one that's going to go up to 500 degrees. Um, this is going to be and is a true vaporizer for the connoisseurs So much so that, um, you know, when we were testing it out with a couple of our guys, one of them in particular is kind of a cannabis snob, um, great sales guy, you know, he's a younger guy, he's he's 24, but um, he definitely knows products and he definitely knows cannabis. Oh, to be a cannabis
2: snob at 24, so precious.
0: (laughs) You know how it is, man. Uh, uh for sure. you know, he takes pro- he I takes didn't society. have
2: Leafly when I was twenty four to go nerd out on, for sure. Like that's cool, man. I didn't know I C Mag existed when
0: I was twenty. That's cool. I mean he's like, you know, he's like up on it and he's always educating me, you know. He, he just a guy that, you know, because he works with us, he's always in the stores, he's always seeing what's next, and he's also somebody who just loves the industry. Um, and loves products. So he's always looking at new products and seeing what's out there. And so, you know, um, he was heeding the call and hearing the call of what people were saying about the cosmos, you know, especially connoisseurs that were like, you know, yeah, it kind of works. Yeah. I gave it to my grandma or I gave it to my girlfriend who barely smokes and she loved it, but not happening to me, you know? So, you know, me as a perfectionist, I was like, all right, fair enough. It's not getting it done. And you know, we got to look for something else. So this is a product that we came out that we're coming out with called the Nova. Basically features a five volt battery, adjustable temperature, an led screen. Like I like I showed you an led screen, which oh, it's not showing me. Cause the top oh, of the man, even... you
2: know what? If you could merge my moto X Android phone with one of those and just make it like a phone MP3 player <laughs> vape like that, that's what I want. Modular phone vape. <laughs>
0: No, that's cool though. I like it. This thing, if you see, this is a big benefit for me.
2: Is it heavy? Like how is it like does it feel nice? I mean, it looks like it feels nice. It it feels
0: sturdy. This is this is a solid anodized aluminum outer shell.
2: And is that Um, the finished style or is that still kinda up in the air prototype?
0: No, no, this is just a prototype. The finished style is gonna be black. Going to say Uber right here, but same Black, like form, aluminum.
2: same form factor, same shape, or is same that still form factor. okay? Yep,
0: same that's cool, shape, man. Which we decided to go with something that would fit in the palm of the hand, but feel sturdy, and as a solid piece of aluminum, you know, we've dropped this thing, we put it through a pretty rigorous test. Yeah, yeah. This thing, this thing is solid. Um, so it's got the micro USB cord, Shiny. and then the cool feature that for people like me, I liked is this little storage compartment here for where I could keep a little dab tool what? or maybe like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, oh, you yeah. can put a number of things in there, but it's just like a little storage compartment. That's it. That's
2: too cool. Is that designed to any specific shape? Like, is it the shape of those? It kind of looks like it's the shape of those uh, e-liquid bottles that you would use to fill yeah, up Yeah, it's conical.
0: You could put an e-liquid bottle in there. Cool. Um, you know, we were thinking, That's cool. We, we were looking at it For a a dab tool, a place to store a dab tool. Um, You know, personally, I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that'd be a perfect place to keep a little shorty in there, keep my little joint in there. Just in in the event that, you know, I I like to smoke joints. Um, You know, but so I gave this thing the fair test. Um, Got a pretty deep chamber. Got a pretty deep chamber right there. And the thing that you just saw kind of drop from the sky, this right here is... For those that want to consume concentrate as well. No, boom. really? Concentrate there. You're locked and loaded, and this is a true two in one vaporizer right here. Um, we are not going to advertise it as that, as we want people to just use it for for, for flour. And then for those that are real connoisseurs, obviously all the attachments are there, and it'll be all the instructions um, will be there in order for us to use it as a true. Uh, two in one vaporizer. But um this is a vaporizer where in that little chamber you can put your liquids, your more viscous liquids. Is that like the, the dual is that
2: that looks like the same dual coil. Is that the the dual coil that's in the other one?
0: Or uh actually no, this isn't a dual coil. What you see in there is just like a mesh like material. Uh and basically okay, cool it's, it's just a screen that right, separates right that separates the heating part which is at the bottom from the material itself so there's a little bit of space in order to allow some room to generate vapor and these are for people who like to really that get is some vapor. cool man that's a good idea <laughs> and basketball.
2: you you see a lot of these that try to be like the all in one but they they're designed focusing the wrong way you guys focus on the flour and then made it adaptable to the oil rather than vice versa and i I think
0: that's the way to do it
2: yeah that's yeah right yeah that too (laughs) that's cool is that 510 like is that a specific is that the 510 form factor that in that in that cartridge or like could you put Uh, one of these this is proprietary
0: no this is proprietary this is just a device, and this is why we had to make sure that we had an oil attachment with it. Because okay. It's, this is made for this product. Right, right. This is a product unique to this. Um, as you can see, the mouthpiece here is just a little detachable piece that's yeah. um, allowed to be stored and, you know, um, held a little bit easier. But This is a complete product. It's unique, um, and we feel, you know, we feel pretty confident about this one.
2: <laughs> I like it. I want one. I want one now. <laughs> That's cool, man.
0: Well, I only have one. No, nah, nah, we have like three. Three D print
2: me. Go to the three D printer. Three D print me out one and send Sunday. <laughs> so when can we expect but, these? When are they? Uh, do you guys have like a date that you're you're trying to release by, or is it? Are you guys still messing around with them?
0: No, no. We 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 actually have our first order in. Um, this is our final prototype. Uh, this was like the fourth version that we went through. Um, we're working pretty close with our manufacturer on this one cause it's not on the market yet. Um, you know, we're going to be the first people to put this product out and, uh, we're, we're looking towards the end of the month. Like I said, we have our order in our initial order, but it's just going to a few select stores out there, um, to test out and to get the real feedback before we put in, you know, our big 10,000 unit order. Can really I, before,
2: familiar. before I test one, can I give you feedback? Can you put a fan in there that fills up a bag, like a portable volcano?
0: A fan and, that fills up a bag.
2: A fan that turns it on, so that's all you know. But then has an yeah, attachment no, I know
0: what you're talking about, that
2: pushes it out. Uh huh. And then has an attachment, and then also has an adapter that you can hook it up to like your car battery, so that you don't kill your regular battery or something. The wall.
0: <laughs> Just well, no the, well, no adapters necessary. You can actually plug it right. It but really if you really had a
2: fan it. and heated it that long, you would need one is what I'm saying. Oh, okay.
0: I see what you're saying. Right. <laughs> oh, well, I, I appreciate the feedback. You yeah, will for be sure. Amongst one of the first, you will be one of the first in Washington State to have a Uber Nova, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I will see to that. Too. I'm excited
2: to beta for test it. I, I usually, I came from, like, a tech writing and testing and reviewing background, so I'm very, like, I, I'm all about beta testing and offering feedback, sometimes even if it's not wanted. so. <laughs> I'm happy to to test.
0: Hold on for one second. Let me grab my let me grab my one more product.
2: Cool. And while he's doing that, I know he mentioned earlier he's got something to tide you all over. If you can't manage to get to the website or get to the shop to get one, we're gonna give away a couple. So, very exciting. I I would give you mine, but I I can't because I like it. <laughs> this guy from Texas makes boxes to put stuff in. Like he don't even smoke weed or live in a state where weed's legal, but it the the recreational market gave birth to a market in Texas of a dude that makes like elegant, classy ass looking boxes. I mean, right? Pretty cool, <laughs> glass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I throw so, some fat panda in there? Ha! <laughs> do you you know? We were getting drunk earlier. About that. We were
0: getting grunk. <laughs> you getting drunk? And yeah, then we you talked. See to are on the cover of. The, uh, Nice. They, they made the cover Marijuana Venture Magazine. First we, you know, we got was, Grunk was, and you know, then, was on the, then oh, we, yeah, I tried that in the pre-roll to the Grunk.
2: Then we talked to Jack I, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> then we got God's Gift here to try later. But everything I've seen from them has been like top shelf for sure. Like whatever they've got their grow dialed in. It's very impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Like they're, they're like one of the first big huge commercial grows that's a tier three that's been cranking out product. They did Eighteen thousand pre rolls last month. It's good. Eighteen, you know
2: why? Because everyone else is just like chip sawdusting stems and seeds, and these guys are uh, actually using buds. <laughs> Put your headphones on. I
0: mean, and you can tell the difference, man. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people know about it. You, you, you can really hear the difference. We have two atlases to give away, um, and uh, the atlas I will show you here shortly. I wanted to show you this. This is our cartridge and this is kind of the standard cartridge you'll see out there a 510 thread. Um, ours, these are the ones that are pre-filled. Um, it's just a sticker on it, but everybody basically has a derivation of this cartridge as the cartridge that the pre fills go into. And we do business with a lot of people in this state, um, that, that we sell this regular cartridge. This is just what they want. The regular cartridge at a cheap price. And of course we sell the best and most reliable version of this. Um, you can take that to the bank and ask any of our customers. But this is still technology that's about four or five years old, and people are just figuring out now what how they need to modify it to work with their oil because, you know, not every oil has the same viscosity. And
2: I can vouch so for that. that like People might hear that and be like, what do you I'm mean reliable? Here. Like, if these leak and they leak, I haven't had one of yours, but these had had other ones here. leak. And when that happens, you're very sad.
0: Two, one, two of them that we're working on now that we've actually just put out there, and I'm not sure if you can see that. And you can, if you can see in there, it doesn't have a wick. This is a wickless ceramic. It doesn't have a visible wick, but it, is, it does have a ceramic wick down under with, with a, a titanium coil. And so we took the technology in the Atlas, and we shrunk it down for these new cartridges. And this is our new ceramic atomizer, and it, it accomplishes two things. Number one, it's still the disposable version for those that, um, you know, like the price point. But one of the things we were noticing, and the biggest complaint was, especially for people who were consuming some of that more expensive product, i.e. some of that Cataroma product that I've seen out there on the market, fantastic product, I love it. <laughs> when they put it in these cartridges, it would get down to like, you know, just right at the end, and the whip wouldn't be able to grab that last bit of what was left in there. And for somebody who's paying sixty bucks for one of these, for a third gram or half gram, whatever's up, that's whatever's like fifteen
2: up, bucks, man. That's you gotta heat that up and get it out of there.
0: Pop it open for it, sure. It, I've heat gunned many
2: away. of these, many, many. Sometimes <laughs> you know, even even up. the lab rats have to scrounge. <laughs> But that's cool. I am curious, because I always get the wick taste if you heat it too much. And so to hear that there's no wick, and these have no wick, but they're still, they're not ceramic. You get
0: a metal kind of taste. I like them. And they're nice when they don't leak. Um, And then, of course, we came up with this one as well. This is one that, that we've worked with the manufacturer on and that we're starting to move out there. And this is just one that allows the process of filling. And capping to be automated for those that are more interested in that system. And again, you'll notice no wick, this features our ceramic. uh, I like that.
2: For those of you who may sit behind a packager for eight hours a day and do that, (laughs) you will appreciate not having to cap (laughs) each (laughs) one of those. No, I put my time in, I've done it. It's, it's, oh man.
0: Uh, yeah, I've been at one of my customers where we did it also. And, oh, send yeah, me a so box of those, please.
2: <laughs> I will sell them for you. And,
0: <laughs> and they're like, man, you need to come up with something where it makes it easier. So that's what this is. And um, you know, these these are still things that are in. Um, they're in R and D, but um, when when I say R and D, they've they've already been researched and developed. We're just now testing them with certain customers to find out how they like them and people's preferences and. You know, whether or not tastes is, you know, whether or not it's altered taste, whether or not it's altered the type of viscosity that can be used, all those types of things before we really roll them out. Um, well, add me way. to that list um,
2: for sure. I'm happy to help sure. test out. And if you give me viscosities, I can probably even come up with that. So,
0: <laughs> Oh, fantastic. So let me grab those, the last two things that we're giving away here.
2: I like keep picturing like off to his right. There's just like a team of lawyers with clipboards and they're like nodding in either approval or disapproval at what we're saying.
0: <laughs> you know, because of the, we want to support your show, the hotboxpodcast.com. Um, this is my first time on the show and I really appreciate you inviting us out. And also the awesome review you gave us. Thought going to be a great idea that we continue in the spirit of giving. And so we got two here. Two Atlas vaporizers, since that was your favorite product, oh. so we will be giving away to your users. However, you want to do that. That is very um, cool.
2: Very yeah. awesome.
0: Um, and just, also,
1: as
2: long- for for the listeners, we're also going to do you one better. Andrew Dant Growers Outlet has kicked in a couple of globes to go with those, since those are my also favorite things. So you'll you'll have these, which come in the the package, and then you'll also get a box. Uh, That I will send you that has the globe, so very cool.
0: Right, and we're gonna we're gonna do one blue one, um, nice, and one black one. And for the viewers who don't know what's in the box, I'm gonna show them so that they know that it's not just a vaporizer in a box. Nice. I was totally
2: gonna grab mine, and it's like that (laughs) way.
0: Right. This is how the box comes, looking very generic and and apolastic, shiny writing, (laughs) and awesome, an awesome message on the back about who we are and why we love vapes and why we love Cadbury. Your package and design course-
2: team did a really good job with that. Like I see a lot of packaging and it's a silly thing to like notice, but it, that's, they did a really good job with that.
0: Well, and I appreciate that. So when we started, we used to just sell them in these little cases mm. and we we'll were going to move away from them. But a lot of the really positive feedback was the fact that people loved the case mm-hmm. and they would store it for all types of things and they would use it forever. You
2: notice there's enough room in there to set uh, – oh, I don't have one in here, but the normal-sized little glass jars, not the silicon. I mean, those will probably fit too, but yeah, yeah.
0: Comes with this vaporizer, obviously, with the dual coils that Matt just showed you for the viewers that are out there. Boom. Comes with a dab tool. Uh, obviously, it comes with a charger, USB.
2: Can you speak to, real quick, the choice to go with a corded – uh, box as uh, instead of the regular just usb like it, it seems nicer is, is that ju- is that why just to differentiate or was there like a, a engineering or electrical reason or something
0: yeah yeah it, it's it's an electrical situation um the the current that you need to pa- to charge these batteries in a timely manner can't it won't push that current out without having a little bit more room to to to, to get that current out without heating the this part of too uh, much. Um, so it's
2: a matter of getting distance away to make the heat dissipate before. It, that. That's cool. Okay. Cause I did right. notice those charge um,
0: quick. This one you do, you, we do have just that little short boy. Right. 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 And this one. But and that's why if you read, you know, it'll say,
2: is- make sure you use the charger it comes with. Cause it'll probably take you like eight hours to charge that with one of those little ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know, we were going to move away from this, the corded one, but, uh, You know, I spoke with my engineer friend, and he's he's like, you know, he's the one who told me, he's like, oh, no, the current's different. Um, In charging the battery, yeah, you can definitely go with one of those little ones, but there's a higher chance that um, something could heat up almost to the point of melting your battery, melting some of the components. And in some really bad cases, you know, too much heat and actually off-gassing and destroying the battery. And, you know, that's when you're hearing about stories of people's batteries exploding, and (laughs) mostly it's because they usually plug it into the wrong charger, and, you know, overheated it, Current got too high, yep. started to off gas in a contained space. And boom. You're not having explosions like a bomb, but, you know, a poof big enough to make, make you concerned. Fries your electronics. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, certainly. So um, that's the kit. This is what we're giving away. We're giving away yeah. a blue one and a black one. And uh, I'll leave that up to you, Matt, to figure out who's going to get them and how they're going to get them. And obviously, we'll connect. Um, yep. we'll connect again to uh, execute that. But um, this is for the viewers out there, and this is to support your show. Um, you know, I'm hoping this is the first of many times I get to come on here and talk all things cannabis and all things vape.
2: Absolutely, that's awesome, man. Thank you very much. People are going to be super stoked to get those, especially after hearing me uh, not shut the hell up about them since I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool and yeah we, we really always we, we, we throw the contest in the show notes of the episode and then uh, we'll fantastic. run it for a week and announce the winners uh, next episode so very cool
0: fantastic
2: well anything else well, you guys want to plug you want to
0: um, yeah there, there is a new vaporizer out there and I definitely want, uh, or a new um, website that we have coming out there and it should be up by the end of the week um, this is something that uh, we actually launched it um, July 4th last week we had some kinks that we had to work out and a couple of our customers were like, Hey man, um, you know, it's not working right. We need to, you know, we need to rethink this year. (laughs) And so, um, you know, we had to go and refix it, fix a few things, but it's up and uh, it's up and active. And, um, we're actually going to be taking down Uber tech week and a half. Um, and we'll have that new website up and totally running, but you can check it out at Vubervaporizers.com, vaporizers, plural ber vaporizers and it's a new website it's way more innovative there's a bunch of cool features on there in terms of uh, the product and the um, content um, we're having a, a blog is on there and our first blog post is going to be here in two weeks um, and we're gonna be a lot more active on the blog in the blog space and really the blog is just going to be me you know uh, more or less talking about things that I care about um, in this industry you know obviously we're gonna have some links to other people that we support and that's cool um, though. That's what it people. needs
2: to be. Like there needs to be a person that people can connect with and relate to. Like that's why people like podcasts so much. I feel like the people that know about them because it's like another person you're connecting with. And then we like the same stuff. And that's cool. And I do want to encourage our listeners. We have a lot of nerds that listen. Go hammer away on that site before they switch it over. And if you break something, tell them so that they can fix it. Beta test.
0: Please do. VUBERvaporizers.com. Um, obviously, um, I'm Jim McCoso. You can find me at uh, Jim at VUBERtechnologies.com. I'm, uh, I'm the vice president here at VUBER. I'm one of the founders of the company. And certainly, um, you know, I'm definitely one of the biggest spokespersons for vaporization technology in general. And obviously, also for cannabis proliferation. We here at VUBER definitely believe in the power of community, um, you know, Cannabis, this has been always a community thing, and uh, this is about building community, building our community, but also building our communities by um, by being, you know, contributors to to, um, to this proliferation process and also to, um, to the re-education of cannabis as a viable product on multiple fronts, as we discussed today.
2: Definitely. Well, Jim, it's been awesome. We'll definitely have you back, man. Thank you so much. And we got... Two vapes to give away, so definitely keep an eye out on Hotbox Podcast for the show notes.
0: Thank you, Matt, and thanks to, to the viewers, and I look forward to our next meeting. All
2: right, man. Take it easy. All right. Jim from Vuber, Vuber Technologies.com. Check it out. And then uh, StuffStarsLike.com. I got a review on the one we're giving away, so make sure to check it out. We'll have all the info on how to do that. We got two to give away and two gloves. How cool is that? Thank you, Growers Outlet, for giving the globes. And thank you, Jim at Vuber, for uh, giving away the new vapes. If you see Anthony in Montana riding his bike, make sure to sign that petition so I can go back home. I love Washington. It is nice here. But I have a house in Montana I kind of miss. So, you know. Uh, Everything else, hotboxpodcast.com. Definitely check it out. All the reviews. I did a count over 34. Publish weed reviews uh, over on stuffstonerslike.com. So definitely check that side out, too. I'm going to start making some new music and everything. Uh, Check out the Bandcamp and thejamhole.com slash music. There's free music there, hip-hop stuff, weed-related. So I also want to thank nectarcollector.org for sending us the Nectar Collector. We'll be doing a review on that coming out soon. Just the tip, (laughs) y'all. So, nectar collector, very cool. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Listen on Stitcher. Listen on iTunes. All that stuff. So, we'll see you. Thanks for listening. If you like, you we, like this, weed, is weed, this is where you need where need you to need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is
1: where
2: you need to be. Thank you for listening.